Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the treat is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you landed here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got you. The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys, show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because he's done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Hey there, Marcus Dash here from Chief Concerns. Just want to comment and say BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, baseball, boxing, golf, and much more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chief Concerns, your post-game show. And, you know, we're ending 2023 the same way we began 2023, and that's the Chiefs have won their the AC West title for the eighth straight time. Um, so, I mean, this is uh, remarkable. I, I know through the season we go through ups and downs, but it's a feat that like, you know, doesn't happen often, you know, like it, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's tough to win one divisional title, right? JD, let alone eight straight in, in the AFC West of all the divisions. So it's a commendable thing. We should be all be happy as Chief, as Chiefs King. Everyone should be happy and kind of relish and take this in because, you know, this is something that, you know, we 10 years ago, you do, we didn't think we could be winning eight straight uh, AFC West titles, but here we are. So um, really happy for the guys and, and, and being in Cincinnati, a rival uh, of ours um, in the fashion that we did today. Um, so we can just begin right in here on this uh, New Year's show. Um, the offense looked phenomenal today as far as that, from a conservative standpoint. And we were trying to play a game of being more conservative, kind of playing this ball control type of thing. Um, I mean, we, 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 was, we went to pound town today with Pacheco. That's for, that's for damn sure. And he looked pretty damn good. I think he needs to be giving him more carries than he did. But with the touch that he got over 120 yards rushing on like 15 carries, pretty solid stuff. Um, what do you, what do you guys think about what you saw from that the conservative offense that we had today? I, I mean, I loved it. I loved it. You know, it, it came out. I guess I forgot who did the report. Uh, was speaking on where uh, they were saying this thing was a little bit difficult. They didn't like the rotation. The rotation was uh, a problem, an issue for them. Uh, I know they're just now understanding this week 17, but I think we were talking about this probably week number two or three, uh, that it didn't look like that was going to be sustainable. Uh, and, and, and one of the things I made a point was, uh, if you're not putting guys in with their skill set and you're just rotating guys in and out, and you might find a smaller guy on the outside and trying to do different plays, uh, that's irresponsible to me. So I'm, I'm glad they at least addressed it. I'm glad they 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 changed some things up. You could tell that the uh, the rhythm was different, and so uh, 
I think we need to going forward, we need to do a little bit more of this, um, a little conservative look. And, and it seemed like it, it was working. Guys looked like, like they were playing fast, and that's what you want to happen. You don't want guys thinking about what they need to do out there on the football field. It's just all reaction and everybody's just playing. Uh, another thing that we need to do, okay, and I, and I keep saying this, I keep reiterating over and over again, is we got to give the ball to Pacheco. Like you said that. We have to give the ball to 10. Like there's no reason that we have to do it. it we almost have to say every series that we play offensively, we got to give it to 10 at least once. I don't care what – what I don't give it's third and 25. Find him, get the ball to him, okay? <laughs> find, him, find him and give the ball to him. But he is he is our guy. He is our guy on offense. We know that the offense is going to do better when you give him the ball. He's going to get better every time he has the ball in his hands. And so we got away from that. Very first opening drive looked beautiful. I think it was seven plays with 76 yards. Exquisite. Then we come back, second series, don't even hand the ball to him. We give a swing pass, the MVS, two passes, out, three and out, done. And I'm sitting there thinking, what, what are we doing? Like, why go back to those things that wasn't working for us before? And we don't we don't utilize Pacheco. It's, like, it's just crazy to me. Just it, it didn't make any sense. And that's the frustrating part of it is, okay, you had such great rhythm going in the very first offensive series. Look beautiful, exactly how it was supposed to be written up and scripted. Uh, and then the second series, you just like, <laughs> like you just threw the whole thing out the window. So um, I, I love that about our offense, at least trying to get back there, doing our thing that like we were supposed to do. Uh, but we need to do more of that. And we need to find four more. We need to find Travis Moore. Uh, but Richie James, those guys, the guys that came out here and started playing and making some plays, Justin Watson, same thing. These guys need to get looks. Or Gray, need to get looks. So that's what I think offensively. Uh, defensively, um, you know, first first half was a little little uh, challenging. And the reason it was is because we kept finding uh, Bolton isolated against McKinnon, which was a problem. That's the issue. And I was trying to tell my guys, I'm like, look, man, you got to realize uh, Joe Mixon is probably one of the better running backs catching the ball out the backfield. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a tough tax for any any linebacker to keep up with him one on one, and so it was a tough tall task for Bolton to do in the first half. And you can see the frustration of it. Well, part of the things you do to, to change that is you bring a little bit more pressure, and you got to change up maybe some of the coverage or how you're doing it. So I think we got that situated. Uh, Spags got him set him down a little bit more. I love the chippiness. I loved it. Okay, but you start getting uh, Jamar chasing all those guys a little bit angry. Get them out of their game. So I think as far as like game plan wise, what everything looked like this game, everything looked good. Uh, what I'm going to say real quick about Buckner, look, guy was incredible. So six field goals, things that we need, he was he was money, money all night. This was my MVP for, for the night, no doubt about it, him and Pacheco. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Buckner won uh, a lot of people out there, some fantasy leagues, if you had him in the, in the uh, fantasy finals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Tej, what were your takeaways? I, I know we, we were talking uh, throughout the game, and uh, you talked about um, just the, the you talked about the, obviously the conservative approach that we had, but we took a little bit more deep shots today than we have, and that was something that we kind of talked about during the week. We weren't taking that many deep shots, and it looks like the kind of conservative approach, the hanging the ball up, allowed us to do a little more of the play action, a little PA bomb action, which I mean, it, it I mean, we we only hit all, we connected on one of them, but like we tried them more. 
Um, but what, what was your overall uh, take on offensively? We connected. I thought we connected Watson and then Rice, right? The, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we should have had more. I mean, MVS. Uh, that's all I gotta say. Uh, I to go back to what Jay said about being conservative. I I just feel like we're so. And we saw it early in the second half. We got away from running it again. I feel like we're so obsessed with trying to get some of these receivers past their rough patch. I feel like we just want to get them beyond it so we can just rely on them and just run a normal offense again. Not have to worry about getting guys on and off field. We're hearing about that in week 17. Like, I, It's cool that they're willing to readjust and try what works, but it also shows a level of desperation, too, to a certain degree, right? Um, uh the running game came back. Um, it just shows you how important Pacheco is to this team. And another reason why I said on the betting show that I would not overlook uh, prioritizing another running back because if Pacheco goes down, we're in big trouble. <laughs> we're in big time trouble. Um, those tough yards, those tough five to seven yards don't come easy. And he's really good at picking them up. Uh, it, it gave us a lot more third and shorts, which was so frustrating, which made how bad we were on third down so frustrating. We're three of twelve. That's our second. That's our second worst mark of the season, I believe. We've only had two games where we were worse than that. That was uh, Jacksonville and Denver, both wins, which is funny. That or, you know we've had three of our worst third down performances, and we got wins in all of them. Um, but it's only the second time we beat an opponent opponent despite having a worse third down percentage than them. Um, and then red zone. It's just been the story of our season. We just get down there. We can move the ball. We can move the ball pretty well. It's just we get down there anytime, any not even even beyond the red zone, like the 30 or 40. Once we get to their side of the field, we just I don't know, we just don't play the same way. It's really frustrating. One of three again. Um, and I hate to be a negative, but we lost time of possession by almost nine minutes, which is crazy. Um, and Miami, Miami's the only other team that we beat despite losing time of possession. So that's just interesting that it's not going to come that often, but it's a, it was a weird game. And since I think it's probably because Cincinnati had the ball so much in the first half, um, our defense was kind of, I feel like our defense does that sometimes. They kind of, they stay on the field longer than they should earlier in the game. And while they're doing that, they're kind of just figuring it out, like an AI system, figuring out their strengths, how they're getting down the field on us. You know, like we're really stretching out their drives and making them call a lot of plays. Um, I don't know if that's a strategy of Spags, but it's pretty genius because he makes great adjustments in the second half, and we, you know, we we adjusted to it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think it's I don't think it's that. I think it, what it is is like everybody, like you said, everybody's trying to adjust for what's going on. Our you know, our defense just wasn't making the plays to get them off on third down. They just wasn't doing it, and so that was that was the the, the main reason. Uh, but also, too, I didn't see Spags really bring in any type of pressure as well. So, you know, you, you don't want to, you know, you figure things out early. And so what I start seeing is, okay, uh, you know, they're running four guys out, and there was a check down. So we're talking about check down and start checking down to McKinnon. And that's what that's what was hurting us because then you have Nick Bolton trying to run after uh, McKinnon the whole night, which is just hard. You know, you're sitting there trying to watch the quarterback, and all of a sudden the back – Comes out the backfield. Now you got to run all the way over here to try to get him. Uh, it was he, he got a couple of first downs, just leaning his shoulder, and getting it, you know, up the field. Uh, that made that made uh, Bolton a little tired. 
And so you want to make his job a lot easier. A lot of, what makes the job a lot easier is those four guys up front, okay, getting to the to the quarterback. And so Browning did a good job kind of getting the ball out of his hand. He was utilizing his check down. Uh, and, and, you know, he's, he's a good quarterback, man. You know, just kind of watching yeah. him. He, he's, a, he's, a, he's a legit guy. He's a legit yeah. guy. Uh, but, uh, you know, and, and what I've seen, like he was talking about, like the deep passes, uh, you you have those things that's open. It's the same thing they kept bringing that eight in the box, bring the safety down, because that's the way that Vegas played it last week. And they knew it. They was waiting for the short passes, right? Because we do all the short passes. Supposedly people call it check, but we're not checking down. It's the short passes, trying to get to Kelsey, double Kelsey up. Who else is going to get open, right? They know we do the swing passes. I, I think last week was an anomaly because we did so much of it. Mm-hmm. And going, kind of going to your point, trying to get guys going. Now here, I, I think is which is is I think it's a good thing. Okay, I, I, I don't think it's a problem with that whatsoever. Just don't be so, uh, so so loyal to it that it takes you out of the with the rhythm that you should be doing, like pushing the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think MVS is definitely a guy that you got to get going. I like the swing pass to MVS to be honest with you. Okay. Because it gives him confidence. Like a guy that's struggling, give me something he can handle. Give him some confidence. Now, didn't do that much good, though, did it? Well, I, I think, look, he had the drop pass. All right. He had the drop pass. Two, right? Well, the one I do know, the one that was behind, you know, behind him, he should have caught, right? It was on his hip. He could have caught that. And it's, it's, it's just so frustrating because I feel bad for him. I really do. So I'm do just, I. He struggle. I'm like, dad, God, come on in, but yes. Like, you just need that. And that's why you see Travis come over, try to console him a little bit. Like, hey, man, keep your head up. The worst thing you possibly do is come to the sideline and you know, ain't nobody tapping you on your shoulder like, hey, man, don't worry about it. It seemed like everybody parted him like the Red Sea. It's like, oh, get away from this. It's like the virus. We don't want to catch the virus, right? So what did you think of um, – because there was a clip that happened after after he, that that drop there where, you know, where he had both hands on and he dropped it um, yeah. on that play. Afterwards, he did a thing where he was, like, motioning, like – it seemed to me like he was, like, telling Pat, like, you you, you put it behind me, like, bring, bring it in. And, and I posted it online, like, uh, you know, like, usually when a receiver drops pass, you usually see, like, my bad. But, like, instead he's, like he's – like, it looks like he's, like, telling Pat, like, dude, like, right here – no, I see, I see receivers do it all the time. Like, hey, man, like, put it out in front of me. I, I get it. I get what he was saying. But the thing, the thing is, you have your hands on the ball, catch the football. Yeah. Catch it. He had open grass in front of him, right? And he, look, he had a legitimate gripe on that play. He had a legitimate gripe. If Pat leaves him, he's catching the football, man. He's hitting his head on the goalpost. So I, I feel like if he's not having the terrible year he's having, he wouldn't even make that excuse in the game, though. I feel like because he knows in his head how many drops he's had, and it's a big thing in the yeah. league. Everyone knows it. It's it's, it's media. Casey Media is all over him. He's like he has to like justify every single drop. Like no, 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 that doesn't count. It was back here. It was back here. It's like dude, just play. Just like next play, next play, next play. Yeah, but and a quarterback would come to a guy on the sideline. I don't even care. Like if it was even Devontae Adams, you throw it behind him and stuff. They'll let him know, like, hey man, my fault. You know, a quarterback will tell him that. And I think, to be honest with you, I think they both feel that way, uh, Tasia. So Pat is like, hey, man, catch the football. Because Pat don't want it on him as well. And, and I think it's, this is where we are offensively, right? Because we, we know how bad it's been with the drops. And even Pat knows maybe some of the balls have been off. Uh, and so with yeah. him being a quarterback, yeah, pinpointing, in, you know, he knows. Get out in front of him, that's a touchdown, right? But 
Because we are professionals. You don't worry about it. Hand, you hit the hands, man, catch the football. Catch it. So I, I think everybody looks for that escapism. I think they do. I, and, Pat, I and Patrick was being hit there, too. He was yeah, being hit. Yeah, he, he had no pocket to, to step into that. Yeah, he was being he – was, he, was he just got nailed a second, like a half well, a second later. So, I mean, he, I – You I, an excuse for Patrick Mahomes? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, hey, both those guys so, not bad. Both of them. Let's put it that when way. When MBS does that, Mahomes is like, oh yeah, yeah, side of my head getting hit. That yeah, that's why I'm fighting <laughs> for my life out here, man. You don't have open slide in front of me. How about that? Like, if your hands were on the ball, like his hands were on my helmet. So yeah, catch it next time, dude. <laughs> but I also feel like Patrick's like trying to play. He's almost trying to play so perfect because to, to overcome, I feel like we have so much in our heads at this point. We're in our own heads. Um, God, this would have been a great year for a bye. Uh -huh. But we're in our heads so much. That we're, everyone's just trying to play so perfect. And I think they're too just wound up and they're in their own heads way too much, just way too much. But here's a, that's the reason why you run the football because it gives you like a little bit of that break. It gives you a little bit of that confidence where, you know, now I hand it off and he's making yards. You just keep advancing the football, keep advancing it, keep advancing it, keep advancing it. And so getting into that rhythm, we can get the ball out your hands kind of quick. Uh, I think we seen Pat throw one to Pacheco was a check down and Pacheco was, was, was money in the, in the receiving game too, man. Yeah. He had yeah. An incredible game. Yeah. That's, that's the Pacheco we needed. The way he came out last week, you could tell he was a little tenor footed, you know, running around, you mm -hmm. know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure this week. He let it rip. Yeah, totally different guy. Um, so, but I think you know he he kind of got came out Kelsey, you know, too early. It, it was a third down. He threw a swing pass to Pacheco in the flat, you know, the check down. Uh, but yeah, he's trying to play perfect. I get it. I get that. I get that point. I get that point of it. Uh, but they have to, right? Like you said, all eyes are on Neil, and so every little thing everybody's looking at and keeps bringing up all the drop passes, all that. That's what they're hearing. They're hearing that. Uh, but my thing is, I, I, I'm glad they're kind of going this course because uh, I really, for them, this team, they don't need a buy. They don't need one. They don't need a break. They need to keep getting better week in and week out. That's yeah. what they need. They, they need yeah. that hard, yeah, they need that hard uh, uh, journey. They need that. Uh, and so hopefully it's just refining them to get them better to what they, they need to do. Uh, but, yeah, we, we look, and I'm going to say this because I've seen some people talking about the offensive line. Uh, we our guys need to run the football, okay? Wanya Morris needs to run the football. When you leave him one-on-one -on -one over there, Hendricks and those guys, that's a problem. That's the guy we need to be helping and chipping us sometimes. You know, we just got to know. We just, yeah. we just, some things we just got to know. Mm -hmm. um, and so they're better suited running the football. Third and one, third and three, I'm like, why are we not play action? At least play action. I'm no. not playing. At least play action. This is the perfect time to play action. This is the perfect time to play some bully ball. But we want to sit back in the, in the shotgun and, and don't give a defense anything to look at. Yeah. I'd love to see our play action um, numbers, actually, because we should have done it more. The run, when the run game is that effective, switch it up and start running more play actions. Run more play actions, man. I mean, that, that just changes eyes. It changes everybody. And when you have three tight ends in, you got three guys who can go out and go get it. So uh, – that's that's what kind of bothers me because I don't quite understand why we're not figuring that out uh, offensively, scheme wise, from Nagy or Reed, whoever it is that's making the call, right? I'll just name both of them. How about that? 
because we don't know who's making the calls during that time. But third and three, you should be running the football or it should be a play action more than that. It should be. So uh, we, we got to do a much better job. We, got, we have to do a much better job in the red zone, okay, third down. Uh, if we want to win, we're trying to advance in the, in, 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 in the playoffs and try to get the Super Bowl. We need things like that to happen. We got to do a much better job in those areas. So, yeah. Um, and on the, on the touchdown that Pacheco had on the the receiving touchdown in the in the first quarter, uh, if you uh, if you took a, they took a still, someone took a still of it from like the, the kind of the, the bird's eye view look of it. Um, Rasheed Rice was doubled. Yes. Kelsey was doubled, mm-hmm. wide open in the middle of the field for Pacheco to eat. I mean, I, I'm curious how many other times. When they're, they're they're playing us like that, where there is a guy wide open like that in the middle of the field, i.e. Pacheco, and there's a point in the game where it was only Noah Gray, Rice, and Pacheco were the only three guys who had touched the ball uh, at one point in that game. Like it, it, was, it was for first half, I think it was primarily the entire first half was just those three guys who had touched the ball, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, what do you make of Kelsey? Kind of them limiting Kelsey, make them obviously he's getting doubled, but like, what did you think of? Um, him not getting the ball. I mean, do you think we need to make it more of a concerted effort to to get him the ball? I mean, even if it is kind of like a quick screen in the first quarter. I mean, what, what do you well, think? No, nah, look, that that play first going to that play, man. It was a great play design, actually, because you had three guys and it was all spacing. So what you do is Kelsey's running off to, uh, and you know uh, Richie James running that back, you know, uh, uh, baseline is what he's going to run. So he opens it up. You have another one running him off, and then he runs the the the, the arrow or have that angle right behind it, and it just opens up. It, it was beautiful. Matter of fact, when he comes in, in motion to the diamond diamond look with the four guys, uh, you see the defensive end kind of walking out there. He he actually winds all the way out. He didn't even line up where Pacheco was. So he gets a little bit wide. He, his whole alignment just messed him up. And so when he, he when you had to have him being the guy that was on man with Pacheco, he was already lost because he didn't know he didn't know where the leverage was. So it was that in itself, man, was was a good play design. So sometimes uh, uh, Kelsey is he's going to lose out on those battles because they know the one guy that can't beat you is Kelsey, and I get it. Every time he's coming off, they they play in the combination coverage with Kelsey. Beautiful thing. We did the same thing with Jamar Chase. How do you how do you negate that? Well, you disguise it, run a little bit doubles, uh, which you can. You know, maybe a little bit of lurk coverage coming down. You know, rob the guy that's coming around in in, in, in the flat or you know on, on the sh- a shallow cross. But Kelsey sometimes knows games like this, he may not be the one that's going to be able to kill you. And so I know it's frustrating for him, but he'll take this win. If other guys are eating, Kelsey is a guy that I think is he's very unselfish. So if these other guys are catching balls and doing that, he's fine with them. He is absolutely fine with it. Um, we were talking about it, me and Billy Babe, shouts out to him, to Babes, another tight end that we played together. Uh, we were talking like it looked like Kelsey was jogging on a couple of routes. And I said, well, he he's jogging because he knows it's not going to be open. He's still taking two. And so they just trying to wear him out as much as possible. And that's frustrating against with Kelsey, man. But they said they, they there's no way they were not going to let 87 beat him. And so when you have one on one with Kelsey, Patrick took him. And so little things like that, when he got the first down, that was a beautiful throw uh, running the out route. But I think, man, you, you try to get him going. Uh, he He's another one. Uh, Tasia, you know how you was talking about those little screens and stuff? I think you throw one to him, try to get him doing something. Uh, but the one he, he, you know, he he just owns the middle. I think that's where you get the ball to him in the middle, man, and just let him have a little bit more space to work, you know? So 
however you do that, man, to get that to, to manufacture, I think that's the way you got to go. Um, career high for Pacheco rushing, by the way, 130. Oh. Um, give, him, give him his flowers. Um, he, 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 you don't think he wants to get to 1,000, by the way? Come on, man. How, yeah. how far is he? And after that game, I think he's at 935. Damn, okay. So, How many games did he miss? Two? Three? Two, three, four, he missed Buffalo, I think. 13, 14. He's played in 14 games. Okay. So, yeah, he's missed. So, he's missed two. Two. Two, two and then they include the half of the um, Raiders game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's um, easy. So I did some a little digging on Kelsey. You tell me what you think about these numbers. Okay. So play plays of 10 yards or more for Kelsey. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh 2000 this year, 39. Okay. Last year, 55. It's a, it's a big number. That's a big disparity right there. Um Did we get my assessment? What's that? Can we get my assessment so far? <laughs> Yeah, please because well, before I said that, before you do that, okay. You know, a buddy of mine asked about Kelsey because they're doubling him. But in my mind, I said that, and I was like, he's been getting doubled for how many years now? He's been getting bracket for. I mean, this isn't the first year Kelsey's has a lot of eyes on him, right? So it's like we can't just say, oh, teams don't want him to do well. Well, obviously, like no one does, right? Like that's that's always the plan. So uh, anyway, go, go on, please. Kelsey has not been doubled and bracketed as much as he has this year. This, this, without a doubt, has been the most I've seen Kelsey get bracketed and doubled, and even triple covered. As a matter of fact, we we would talk about it, the tight ends, that we couldn't understand why teams weren't doing it more. Yeah, seriously. I mean, you know, the previous years when you know Kelsey's killing you, and I think maybe because defenses just thought, well, okay, well, you know, we got guys that can kind of match up with him. And he was just killing them. That's what they were doing. So now what they started doing, especially this year, because you know you don't have anything on the outside. You don't have any receivers to throw to. Double Kelsey. Take him out of the game. And so it has been completely a different year for the doubling than what we see. I I know for a fact just watching over the years, he he has not seen this type of, like, defense – had, that he has seen this entire year. That's the truth. So um, that's why he's frustrated. That's why he looks kind of slow. That's why they, they know we'll, we'll, we'll man up on everybody outside because who are you going to throw to? You got a rookie who, who sometimes catches screens, might take it. He, you know, he fumbles the ball. MVS can't fight himself out of a wet paper bag sometimes. I'm just saying what the defense is saying. I'm not, it's a me. Okay, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, just I'm just, you know, I'll, I'll tell you how, how, how they talk in meetings, okay? Sure. Like, okay, you got Justin Watson, who's, 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 who's a practice squad player uh, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Tom Brady didn't want, okay? Cindy Packing. Got Sky Moore, who's 5'9 on a phone book. Uh, and then who else you got? You know, Kadarius Tony, who gets hurt every, every other play, and he can't line up on sides. So that's what they're saying. Right, that's what they're saying, but they have said this: uh, the guy that is killing us, who was one of the best tight ends ever played the game, Travis Kelsey, and he has a great connection with Patrick Mahomes. That's his number one receiver. That's his number one weapon. Let's take it away from him, right? So if I'm going in, if I'm a, the defense coordinator, 
I'm looking at here, and I was I'll put a picture of Taylor Swift up. Taylor Swift's boyfriend or Travis, however you want to do it, cannot beat us this, this week. We can't do it. We can't do it. He can't. He can't be the one that's going to be able to kill us. So that's the way I look at it, man. As a matter of fact, that's that's what's happening. That's what's happening. And so it's it's really uh, that's why he kind of looks slow. That's why he looks a little beat down. That's why he looks a little frustrated, because he knows it's been more put on his plate than it has been before. And it, I, I tell you, man, it's a luxury when you have a guy like Tyreek Hill that's played with you for all those years that you know you don't have to be the one that, that, that makes the plays all the time. You got a sucker over here to catch a football and hit, go hit his head on a good post as well, right? He don't have that. He don't have anything close to Tyreek Hill this year. He doesn't. So I, I think that's what it is. As a matter of fact, I know that's what it is. Uh, it's it's so interesting because his catch percentage is the second highest in his career. Mm-hmm. But his yards per reception is by far the lowest in his career by almost almost two yards. Um, I'm, I was trying to find his yak, but I, I can almost guarantee you that his yak's probably the lowest in a long time as well. Yeah. He's not. He's just not shaking loose like like he had been in the past. Sure, you got two or three guys around you. I mean, you know, you got a look. You got a crowd. You know, he's, look, he, that joke is being. Uh, he, he's being. Huddled around like uh, Taylor Swift, he's getting mobbed like her, you know. So that that's the reason you don't have yak yards because they know they're going to be in the vicinity to kind of make, you know, make tackles. Uh, so it, so it makes sense. So then the level of difficult difficulty goes up because you're not really getting a lot of passes thrown to you, right? But when you do catch them, make sure somebody's there to hit it. And so that would be I would reiterate that to my guys defensively. Okay, hey. Travis Kelsey is probably one of the greatest yak yard guys in the, in the history of the game. You make sure you make a tackle, two or three hats and helmets on him every time he catches the football. If he catches it, you make him pay. You know what you do? Take some plays out of him. You keep hitting him and keep hitting him and keep hitting him. That's what you do. We got to rally, get around the ball, and make sure this guy doesn't kill you. Yeah, you can't stop him, but you dad, better make sure you don't let him get any yak yards after the catch. Uh, Say what's up, man. The Missouri boat ride, Danielle, and all these people. What's up? What's up, what's up everybody? Yeah. I I do want to make a correction here. So someone asked about the uh, Pearson question for y'all. What are the playoff seating scenarios for the Chiefs next week? Um, we are locked in at the three seed. So we're going. Someone said if Miami loses, we win. We uh, Miami loses and we win. We will be the second seed. That's not true because if they lose to Buffalo next week, Buffalo uh, will, will, will leapfrog us. Thought because they'll have a tiebreaker over us. Um, so, so yeah, we were locked into the three seed after, and we won the AFC West now. So we're locked in playing the six seed in the playoffs. Um, so that's the, uh, yeah, that's why I just wanted to clarify that. I, I saw, I saw that one to, uh, make sure we got, got that right there. Yeah. That we're, we're the locked into the three seed. So I'm curious, cause you talk about wanting to maintain a rhythm. We'll get, when we preview next week, JD, I'm curious what you think about how, how much we'll play, uh, this coming week, since we are locked in at the three seed and we've already won our division. So there's really no change where we'll, where we'll be. And I know teams like to have some sort of a kind of momentum going into the playoffs. So I'm yeah. curious to see how we kind of rotate our, our guys, but we'll get into that uh, uh, next week. Um, more well, about this. What's that, Jenny? I could, I could talk about that right now. Actually, real go, quick. Go for it. Uh, I, I do believe that the rotation is, if you're going to give anybody some, some breaks, I give Travis Kelsey a break. Absolutely. Those guys. Yeah. Uh, the, he's the one that deserves it. Everybody else. Uh, don't even think about taking your helmet off. Ain't no break for you. 
What do you need a break for? You ain't did nothing all year. <laughs> I'm for real. Maybe, maybe Pacheco, maybe. Yeah, definitely Pacheco. So the two guys that they, they get breaks, Travis Kelsey and Isaiah Pacheco. Everybody else, strap it up, baby. That's how it works. Okay. So we need to get better. On the outside, we need to get better. We need rhythm. We need to get better. That's how that works. Uh, but other than that, man, don't don't look for <laughs> don't look to tap your helmet or I, I'm a, I'm a, it's gonna be an easy game. No sir, we're here to get better. Week in week out. Well, why is that, coach? Because you didn't do nothing the whole uh, the whole whole season. You ain't did nothing. <laughs> you want you want a pat on the back for catching the football? Come on, man, You've been terrible. So, you want to pat him back for the, th- the third seed? No, no, no. You 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 ain't getting this, this game off. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kelsey definitely rest. And yeah. plus incentives too. I mean, we're talking about. Uh, I'm sure Pacheco's got somewhat of a, a thousand yard incentive in his you know seventh round rookie contract. So that could probably go a long ways as far as how much he's making for being a seventh round contract that he has. So I'm sure he's going to want to get that 65 yards that he needs for the uh, thousand. Kelsey yards. also wants a thousand. Oh, he's not a thousand yet. No, nah, yeah. How, how far? How, what did he get? He's at nine, I believe, sixty-eight. Oh man. You might see a half of ball then, JD. Half, half, then sit down. Yeah, half to sit down, have a seat. Man, man, um, if it takes only a half, sure. <laughs> if you if you do that in this game, half would have done nothing. I know it. Yeah. So <laughs> he might need the whole game for that. The way he's been playing, the way we've been playing, she might need two games for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, uh, before I know JD kind of uh, touched on defense and uh, we want to get out of here for, for new year's festivities for everybody, but, um, wanted to kind of give flowers to some of the guys on the defensive end, uh, but also want to talk about kind of the, the second half. I mean, Tasia kind of alluded to it where it's like first half of games, we're, we're figuring the offenses out. You guys both said that we're figuring offenses out. Um, and then we just get better throughout the game and second half of games. I, I don't even know what the, 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 uh, our point, our plus minus differential is in the second half of games this year with our defense because we dominate teams in the second half of games. But today, I mean, six sacks. I think majority of that came in the fourth quarter. Uh, we were just fucking throw. We were throwing. Sorry, excuse excuse my language. We were we were throwing everything at them. Um, Justin Reed back to back sacks. I don't know, JD. Why are we blitzing this guy more? This guy's been here for two years, and I haven't seen this guy get blitzed that much. And he looks phenomenal. And he brought the wood all night tonight. Yeah. All night he brought the wood. Um, not sorry, Marcus. Not counting today, we're third in the NFL and points allowed in the second half. Oh, okay. So third least. Third least. Yes. Third yeah, least. Awesome, man. Shoot, that's a, yeah. You can tell that though. Uh, but I, I do believe that you know he, he definitely makes a case. Look good doing it. Great timing. Uh, we seen the one that Steve tried to come off the edge from the, the corner blitz and was he pulled up for some reason. No idea why he did it. No idea. But Justin Reed seemed like he has a whole different motor. You see him throw it at the, the running back down at the end? Uh, he tossed him to get back on that almost that, that other sack that he had. And so you need a guy like that. You need a guy that's hungry. Uh, but, it, man, he looked good. He looked good coming rushing at B-gap. Uh, and so if you have guys – that are, okay, you know on the line of scrimmage, the five guys up front, both tackles going to have defensive ends, okay? Center and guard is going to have probably Chris Jones. Nine is going to have one-on-one with the with the other guard. That leaves Justin Reed one-on-one with the back. That's perfect. I think that's what you need to do. You need to bring that each and every time. 
each and every time. Because if you don't, you don't double up Chris, then Chris is going to beat you one-on-one. So that's the way I look at it, man. You need to do more of that because he, he looks good. And he made that one look, running back look – mix it. He made it look like it was a, it was a, a rep in, in training camp. Yeah. Like he just went around him. Oh, it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, and also, too, so Justin Reed was one guy. Obviously, he – I mean – I think that this year, mainly second half of the season, you've seen him. He's brought the most energy we've seen. Obviously, two years in with the Justin Reed being in Kansas City, but he's looked so good. Second half of the season, he's looked phenomenal. Um, but the other guy I want to give uh, a shout-out to is George Carl Loftus. Yeah. Um, two sacks tonight, uh, making uh, 11 sacks on the year with one more game to go. And the, this cool stat I saw from our guy, uh, Charles Goldman of uh, Chiefs, um, Chiefs Wire, He's the first non-Chris Jones defender to hit 10-plus sacks in a season for Kansas City since D. Ford in 2018. So, wow. I mean, yeah. <laughs> both homegrown, too. Both draft picks. Yep. Yeah. Good for him. He got the 10 before Jones did. Carl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So, he got, he got they, they credited him with a half on that Omenihu one. So, he got one and a half today. Oh, really? They didn't give him two? Yeah. They, I think they gave Omenihu the other half of that. Oh, one. Right. Um but he's at 10 and a half now, and Jones is at nine. So you know Jones is playing at least a half next week, too. <laughs> I thought Chris had 8.5 before the game. Didn't he get two today? I thought he had one today. Yeah, he's credited with one. He's credited for one? Okay. He's got nine and a half. So good bet for next week, Chris Jones sack. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Chris Jones sack and Kelsey 30-plus yards. <laughs> Put your mortgage on it. Don't do and, that. And Pacheco 50 yards rushing. Yeah, exactly. Yep. All the milestone bets. Tell you, I was looking at Mixon, man. 65 yards rushing, man. I told you. Hold on a second. Hold on, JD. You see how many many carries he had? His his over-under line was 10 and a half. He ended up with 21. 21. 21. Double his line. They was hoping he was going to run. I told you, though. They was going to try to run him. But I was right on my logic. His yards per carry was 3.1 yet again. So even if he had, like – 15, it still would have hit. My, my over would have hit. Damn, I know. Man, well, well, it doesn't matter. Kelsey blew it anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. what you guys would see if you watch our betting show. This is what we do the entire time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but before we head out of here, anything that stood out defensively, and I know I should give a shout out to Justin Reed and uh, Carl Loftus if you guys wanted to, if there's anybody specifically you wanted to give a shout out to, and if you wanted to comment on that little spat that Willie Gay and who had on the sideline. You, man, look, I, I love Snead coming at uh, Jamar Chase. Snead, who wasn't supposed to play today. Uh, I mean, he's a, a, an animal. And when I'm telling you, he comes in, the quiet storm, man. That's what I'm trying to tell you, man. He's a silent assassin. I mean, he comes in, I mean, he's just in their face all the time. And he's just playing ball, playing ball, man. Yeah. must start, like, really, like, giving him his shine. That's what I understand. And it's like week in, week out, the best receiver, Sneed, is traveling with him. He's taking him, and he is shutting the, he's shutting him down. He is shutting him down. So, and, he hardly, and he hardly had training camp preseason time. I know it. Yeah. So, like basically, the first, like, four weeks was his training camp in preseason. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, he's a bottle of man in, in a bottle. And that's, what, that's the thing about it, man. You pop, you pop him off, he's ready to go. Gronk was giving him his due uh, this last week, by the way. Was he? Yeah, yeah, he was just saying that's the one guy he wouldn't want to play against right now. Oh, yeah, really? that, that's high. That's high, Mark. 
Yes, it is. Yes, it's very it is. high mark. So right. you know, take that to the bank, uh, uh, Snead. Uh, he, he and he is going to take that to the bank. So <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was, listen, I was saying that he, he was the one, uh, uh, the, the the genie in the bottle. I got me a nice little bottle, and look, I don't do this often because I've been got out of really sipping and drinking. Okay, but what I'm gonna do is for a cheer for a oh, team that nice. we have. Okay, I'm gonna pour me just a little of this bubbly, right? Mm. Have this, uh, but I I just want to say congratulations to the Chiefs. Okay, obviously for winning uh, the AFC West uh, to this team for this uh, beautiful win. But also too uh, to the Taser brothers. I want to let you both know, man. Listen, I appreciate you. I love you, and everybody comes on this show. Just want to wish everybody a happy New Year. Y'all be safe. Drink responsibly. Uh, but for my family, the Dunn family, to everybody's family out there, but the Dash family, uh, just want to let you know, man, that we love you. Uh, peace and blessings to each and every one of y'all. Thank you for a much successful season that we've had so far on this show, man. But cheers to you all. Cheers, brothers. Love you everybody too, brother. else out there. I, I don't have champagne, but I, I love you, man. And uh, I'll say the Taser Brothers, I'm going to remember that you call it the Taser Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say Taser Brothers? He said oh. the Taser Brothers. He said okay. he's in a whole day. Yeah, I was brothers. like, ooh, okay, yeah. Dash Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I like that. The Dash Brothers. Um, same to you, man. Uh, you said it. You said it well. Uh, same to you, man. I'm thankful to be you guys that include me, have me on here, um, talking talking Chiefs nonsense. And um, yeah, it's you know, win or lose is always a good time because win or lose, there are always concerns. Hey, there you go. That's a little catchphrase right there. <laughs> a new advertisement coming in the new year that we're going to use that right there. <laughs> <laughs> But um, we hope everyone has a very, uh, obviously, a, a happy and great New Year's with your family, friends, whoever you choose to celebrate with. I uh, hope everyone has a safe night. You are going. I'm going out tonight. But Tasia and I are going to be going to a a, um, a bar in uh, D.C. We're going to you know, be safe with the no, no driving, no drinking and driving. Uber yeah, everywhere. They make, they make it easy for us nowadays. So, you know, Uber. And, um, yeah, I hope everyone enjoys themselves. Um, and, yeah, love you, brother J.D. Love you, man. Yeah. Oh, love you guys. Hey, one more thing before we go, I want to give a little schedule before we go. I was like, I always have to give the schedule to everybody. Sure. Uh, so tomorrow, JD and I will be doing a great show, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our YouTube channel. That's Chief Concerns. Wednesday, JD and I will be back on Bleach Report to preview the final game of the season. Uh, and then Friday, we'll have our betting show on YouTube. And then Sunday, right back on Bleach Report for our post-game reaction show to end the season, the season finale of the uh, Chiefs and Chargers. So, yeah, keep it on your calendar. Everybody else. Uh, love you guys. Happy New Year. JD, love you, brother. Brother, love you guys. Happy New Year, man. Yeah. Everybody out there, Chiefs Concerns family, happy New Year to you all, too. All right. We happy New Year, going. everybody. We support them. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.